Welcome to Zach and Steve Have a Podcast. I'm Steve. I am Zach. And we're here with another episode with lots of fun stuff going on. Zach, yeah. how's your week been? We, we just did a podcast a couple of days ago to yeah. make up for the lack of one yes. last Friday. Now we're back on schedule. Yeah. Anything exciting happened in the past couple of days? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Is this like a real story? Or is this like a I ordered something that was good kind of story? Well, we've got sickness going on in our house. Oh, so my gosh. Everybody's yeah. been homesick. <laughs> How did I forget about this already? Do you want to talk about this? Uh, yeah, I suppose. It's not, like, it's not like you have leprosy. <laughs> it's kind of like I have leprosy. Are your arms going to fall off? I don't think they're going to okay, fall off. Good. So I've, I found out. Yeah. Well, okay. This is the way the story this is goes. How it goes. I, I had this. Why do we always start talking about the ailments that we have, dude? Uh, it, it's just. <laughs> it, let's just say we're old. Yeah, we're deteriorating, and like it was we're starting to get the illnesses that happen to the elderly. <laughs> because we're becoming the elderly (laughs) it's funny because we just talked about this on tuesday yeah talking about how like this is the first thing that we always talk about but it's funny because you called me yesterday and told me that i have shingles shingles (laughs) which i didn't know like okay like i i I thought this was a much more rare thing yeah evidently it's not so it comes from the chicken pox virus that you get as a kid and it just shows up like at it, random it, yeah like it's it's in your body it's lying, like lying dormant. exactly <laughs> and so uh, so some certain things will trigger it like stress or stuff like that but i really don't feel like i've been that stressed lately. well let's put it or like this a, way. a low with, immunity or something yeah. you were with me on wednesday ah Thursday, there you, you go. found out you had shingles so yeah there, there you go buddy so yeah That's it's just like just like some poison ivy spots on my arm yeah and i've got a really sore armpit <laughs> It is Good very deal. sore. Good deal. Are you sure it, it's just not the uh, like the explosion? I, it's and like, like, I've got one on my ear. We talked about this several several episodes ago that you you put on deodorant sometimes and it explodes. Yeah, yeah. Do but you I, think that maybe you're just putting on too vigorously and that caused a rash? <laughs> it's not in my armpit. Like no, it's just sore there. It's just sore in your armpit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you don't have like, this, the mumps or something, do you? No, no. Like, if you end up with some big goiter on your neck and then I get it. I'm not going to be happy. No, shingles are not contagious. Uh, yeah, unless... shingles aren't. Mumps are very contagious. Mumps are very contagious. I think the only way shingles are contagious is if like you've never had chicken pox or something. And you've never you, been and vaccinated. You... Yeah. yeah. Right, like, chicken pox vaccinated. are extremely contagious, but they're not a thing anymore. Yeah. It's kind of weird because we're of the age where you still got chicken pox as a kid. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. And so that's how, like, once somebody in the class had it, it was everybody. Everybody But that's it. not it anymore because there's a vaccine. wanted you to get it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go hang out with so-and-so. He's got chicken pox yeah. let's just get this over let's with. just get it out of the way yeah i remember that i remember my brother getting it real bad yeah like i had it somewhat yeah that bad. was me too my brother had it horribly bad like yeah. real real bad um but yeah that like you called me yesterday i'm like you've got to be kidding <laughs> yeah like what what are the chances like i mean because you know within our realm of friends somebody else we found it. out had, had it too and then we're like I like, and I was just like blown away that within a week I find out the two people <laughs> yeah. that I'm like pretty close to, yeah, both had it. Yeah. So, so yeah, how about that? Yeah, that's really crazy, Zach. Uh, th- in the past couple of days, I've had some old man stuff happen to me. <laughs> oh, good. Too. So we'll start off with this. So um, apparently, um, I snore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, I snore. All right, and I've refuted this. For ages. Okay. Like, pretty much since college. I've refuted that I snore. So, yet, like, a couple of nights ago, my wife recorded me I was going to say, is that that's the classic thing to do she as a did. spouse. Yeah. To prove that this she, is actually happening. Did, did, did Laura do that to you? So, did you snore? Here's It depends on which which way. If I'm laying on my back when I'm sleeping, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I start snoring. Yeah. It doesn't matter which way I'm laying. Really? I'm really congested right now too, so it's even worse. I knew you snored. Yeah, I, yeah. I, everybody, if if you've ever gone anywhere with me, yeah. you know we've that done I some snore. mission trips and stuff where oh, we slept gosh. in the same room. It's awful. I it, hate. No, I hate the other I thing it. about Steve is you you can get into your snoring story in a second. I got a bone to pick with you here, buddy. Go ahead. I know what you're gonna say. It's, like this is like out of left field, but go ahead. It's not out of left field. It's because we're talking about sleep. It's because we're talking about sleep. Go ahead. So when we go on these mission trips or these overnighters. Steve lays down, all right? Everybody, like, okay, this is the way the overnighter works. You, you go into the room. The guy's got their own spot. The yep. girl's got their own yep. spot. Yep. Say you go in, all right, we say 10 o'clock we go in, lights out at 11, yes. right? Yes. Get settled down. Yes. 
10 10. Yes. Maybe 10 15. Steve is out. That's correct. <laughs> he falls asleep and nothing wakes this man up. He's there snoring in the corner, leaving me to tend to all of the boys as they're trying to, to fall asleep at, at night here. <laughs> so for so until like lights are out at eleven, Steve's passed out somewhere. Uh-huh. The kids are running around crazy. I'm 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 the uh like the Gestapo, like <laughs> for the last hour. And then the, then like boys don't fall asleep. Neither you know, I suppose girls don't either. Yeah. But it these all nighters. Yes. So I'm always up till the wee hours of the morning. Steve wakes up refreshed because he could fall oh, asleep at, 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 at I, the drop of a hat. I have I have the the uh, the ability to just uh, my head hits the pillow within seconds. I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah. And you always not, been that way. Nothing can wake you up. That's not true. I'm a very light sleeper. Well, I don't think you are. <laughs> I beg you to differ. I mean, okay, if I hear, I can hear my kids like, okay. stirring at night and stuff. Maybe in those situations, <laughs> I'm faking. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Cyrus will take care of it. No, that's never, I promise you that's yeah, never yeah. been the case. Because, um, I mean, I've been on mission trips where I, like, the worst is you hear kids talking in their sleep. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Canada, we, I had a kid talking, having a serious conversation and it spooked me so bad that I didn't sleep the rest of the night. <laughs> like I was up looking around the room, this complete pitch black room, and this like I don't remember what I mean. I'm not, I wouldn't say what student it was anyway, even if I didn't remember. But like this kid was ta- having a full on, very weird conversation <laughs> in their sleep, um, which brings me to my story. Yeah, yeah. All it's right. not really about snoring so much as just my sleeping this week. Um, ser- this week twice. So I usually I go to bed. I, I put the two littles to bed. Okay. And you have four children. I have four kids. I, I put the three-year-old and the one-year-old to bed. Or the four-year-old and the one-year-old, two-year-old. Oh, my goodness. I don't know the age of my kids. That's anymore. all right. The four-year-old and the two-year-old, I put to bed. And then usually the two older kids go to bed more around the time that Sarah goes to bed. Because uh, Sarah, Sarah – I'm up early. Sarah's um, up later. Okay. Like that's that's the opposite – a little bit of opposite schedules that we run. Um but in general, we go like we're in bed within like an hour of each other. But twice this week, she got into bed and I started into the middle of a conversation with her. <laughs> the first one happened Tuesday night. She got into bed and I said, How many did he have? <laughs> and she's like, What? And I'm like, How many? Did he have? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What, yeah. are, what are you talking about specifically? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not making sense. And then I went right back to sleep, and I was gone for the night. Last night was the kicker. Oh, okay. Okay. And let me, this is going to sound weird, so let me preface this. I've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we need to talk night. about this. No, we don't. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild recently. Yeah. And la- last night, Sarah gets in the bed, and I said, how many skulls long is it? <laughs> and she said, what? And I said, how many skulls is it going to take to get there? How many skulls? How many skulls? I was saying skull like it was a unit of measure. Okay. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it makes sense, but I'm not going to explain it to you. That was my exact <laughs> words to her. And then this morning I woke up remembering the conversation. I'm like, that doesn't make sense at all. Like, there's there's nothing even in the game <laughs> like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I uh, I was having some weird conversations. But you you have a bone to pick with me? I already picked it. What was that? About you falling asleep in, in the middle of the- No, uh... you said about Legend of Zelda. Oh, yes. Legend that of- That happened three seconds ago, well, Grandpa. I didn't say a bone. I said we need to discuss this. Oh, we need, need to discuss this Legend what, what, what of Zelda. What do we need to discuss? Just your- this sounds like the strangest game ever. It's not that strange. It's just involved. <laughs> that's that's like the first line yeah, of some ra- yeah. random problem that yeah, you're okay. dealing with. Zach, I grew up a Legend of Zelda fan. You grew up like a Mario fan. Yeah, probably. I liked adventure games. You liked platformers, all right? That, like, we're a lot to have differences of opinion. Well, it's not that. This game sounds weird. There's something... Something about these little guys that live in the ground, and you have to the collect, Koroks. You have to collect them or something. You have to collect their <laughs> seeds. 
<laughs> See, that's what I'm saying here. It's a little strange. There's 900 of them in the game. And that's not an exaggeration. There's literally 900 of them. And I have no intention of collecting them all. Some people are like like uh, like perfectionists or completionists. Yeah. And they want to collect everything. all and these. And they have – there's been people that have done it. Good for you. I don't have that kind of time. All right? Yeah. I'm just trying to get through the main story, which yeah. still takes too much time. But I've been having a great time with it. Yeah. So – Okay, well, but, that's, that's good. Zachy, I got a game for you. Oh, we're doing a game. We are going to do a game. Oh, all right. So a couple of weeks ago, we had talked about Mountain Dew. Yeah, we did. And it was the most popular episode in the history of the show. No, it wasn't. It, it, uh, like the most downloaded? speaking, it was one of the most downloaded episodes. <laughs> and I think it's because of our sponsorship with, with Pepsi. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They, 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 don't boost, know. they boosted our, you know, yeah. what, what I think they call we, that? We just got that deal with great value. Oh, okay. So you're doing a Walmart one yeah, now? No, no, it's not that. <laughs> no. Today, what we're going to do is because, Zach, I'm, let me ask you a question. What was the slogan for Mountain Dew? What was the original slogan? It was like, it's going to tickle your innards or something? It'll tickle your innards. <laughs> yeah. Drink Mountain Dew. It'll tickle your innards. And so Which is rid- one of the most ridiculous it's, slogans. It's a terrible, be. terrible slogan. So I thought we'd have a game. Okay. Well, I'm going to say slogans. I'm going to have to tell you what like, you the tell brand me the company. is. <sighs> okay. A company or like some, some of these are like city commissions, like, like but very popular ones. So if I said what happens here stays here, you would say Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Exactly. Okay. That's not like I'm, not, I'm just saying that as an example. Yeah. Like I don't like Vegas or care for Vegas. Yeah, you're you're not endorsing. I'm that. not endorsing. I'm just saying you. Gotcha. Everybody knows that slogan because. Gotcha. It's you know. It's so I'm going to see how commercial. commercialized I am. How much of, of yeah. this you know marketing has exactly has seeped into my brain and become part of who I am. All right. And and play along at home. See how well you could do. We're going to give you a little bit of time before Zach gives his answer. Don't fly. And just right. be like answer immediately. Give it like a second or two. All right, I'll think about some it. Some of these, I'm going to start a little bit easy. Okay. And then I'm going to get harder. Okay. Okay. So lights down. Music on. And away we go. Okay. The slogan game. Here we go, Zach. So if I said to you, Zach, just do it. All right. You would say. I'm giving the the audience a chance to. They think don't need of that this. much time. This it's isn't Nike. Easy one. It's, it's Nike. Nike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Nike. That that was an easy one. I definitely knew that one. Okay. Breakfast of champions. <laughs> well, who eats this? Nobody eats this. Cereal. No, it's garbage. It's a cereal. It's they ha- we- that's why they literally had to come up with a slogan and box art. That would make people I don't know if this. I've ever had Wheaties. Before. I've had Wheaties. The thing with Wheaties is you collect the cereal box. Like, that's what, that's what people do. Do they people cl- collect them still? I, I, I was watching this one documentary on Netflix mm-hmm. about about this guy who collect Pez dispensers or like sold Pez dispensers. Mm-hmm. And he had also a cereal, I think he had like OCD or something. So he had like a cereal box collection thing. Uh-huh. So he, he had an entire like room warehouse type thing of cereal boxes that he collected, different types and, and so, yeah. There's people out there that collect things, Steven. Did you know that? <laughs> Not something I've ever dabbled into, <laughs> but I'm sure there's people out there that have, uh, you know, collections and enjoy collecting things. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. That's or good. ever. I'm now, just going to co- deny my past. Now you collect little people on the ground. That, I, that, I collect their seeds. <laughs> All right, here we go, Zach. America runs on it. America runs on it. It's, a little, I mean, it's not that hard, but it's a little bit harder. Is that Duncan? It is Duncan. Duncan Donuts. Duncan Donuts. America runs on it. Yeah. Or... You have to run from it. I, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I tell you what is not good, and we're going to lose this sponsorship, yeah. is Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is not good. I, I'm gonna, I like their breakfast sandwiches. Really? Yes. Well, we got donuts there from yesterday, and it's like eating cardboard. Their donuts are some of the worst. Yeah. And their coffee... If you're driving right now with your Dunkin' in hand, I apologize. <laughs> it's the worst coffee that's mass available. Yeah. Like, McDonald's has much better coffee. Really? McDonald's coffee is much better than Dunkin's. Starbucks coffee is much better than Dunkin'. Dunkin' coffee is overly acidic. Okay. It's because of how fast they brew it and how hot they brew it. Okay. You would know. You are a brewer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's say like that. Let's say that. Yeah. Here we go. Of coffee. I, I know my stuff. <laughs> Zach, you, I hope you get this one right. All right. 
Ready? Yes. Think outside the bun. <laughs> outside the bun. Think outside the oh, bun. Oh boy. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing uh, it's a fast food place. I can't give you hints. No, I'm trying to think it. I've heard this before. I'm guessing. Taco Bell? Taco Bell, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, they don't, they I, don't use buns at Taco Bell. Yeah, that makes sense. I had to think through that one. Yeah, no, that was a thinker. That was a thinker. Some I, of these are thinkers, buddy. Because the Taco Bell one I know is like the, what's that little Chihuahua dog, the Yokiro Taco Bell? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Did it have a name besides Taco Bell dog? In, what was that, Run for the Border or something was one Run they did? Run for the Border? Like, something to the border. Oh, yeah, that was like the 90s, like early yeah, like, 90s. Slogan, like, they right? would ding the bell and then say like, Run for the border or something. Yeah, run to the border. Yo quiero like... Taco Bell. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Think outside the bun. Think outside the bun. Yeah, yo quiero Taco Bell. I forgot about that dog. Yeah. You know that dog's long gone. Probably. Probably. It has to be. Cats, li- like... cats live longer than dogs. You know yeah, what? That was you know 1996. What? That you dog... know what lives really long? What? Birds. Yeah, they do. And when, and when your mother. Get your Uh-oh. your daughter. This is getting real. <laughs> birds, without telling them this that they're going really to get them real. For real for like, hey, guess what? Guess what? We're, we're getting for for your birth for Addie's birthday. Bird day. It's yeah, it's exactly right. It's bird day. That bird's gonna outlive you. Well, now we have two. So yes, there's they live for like twenty five to forty years. That's fantastic. I mean, there's parrots that can live even longer than yeah, that, right? It's like 80 years or something. 80 years? Something like, ridiculous. It's a lifelong commitment to those birds. Yeah. And it was, yeah, didn't your mom say, I got Addie a bird? It wasn't like, can I get her a bird? It was no, like, it's like I she showed up bird. with the bird. She just showed up yeah. with the bird. Guess what I got? Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. I would have, what I would have done is <laughs> taken the cage outside, opened the door. I'm like, you can live out here <laughs> amongst the trees. But yeah, so we have two birds. And if if you ever call us, like if if we're at home and you call us, we we're like uh, immune to this to the noise now. But you will hear it. It sounds like you live in like we live in an aviary because those suckers are loud. Yes. And they and they're just we drowned out the noise in our brains like white noise now. Yeah. But if you come to our house or you call us on the phone, you'll be like, "What's that sound? Yeah. Oh, that's the birds. They yeah. live in Addie's room." You gotta be careful with them too, because I heard I remember like watching something years ago and like. A, a, it's, it's head fell off. <laughs> that, yes, that just They're, happens. The bird's once heads could just fall off. That's true. That's and true. then you could just tape them back on. <laughs> bird. Yes. How many people know that reference? Yeah, how many people know Ho- that reference? Hopefully not many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach. Let's, you you want to? You, you still want to stay in the shallow end? Or you want to? Let's, you let's get dip, a little bit deeper. You want to dip your toe? Yeah. Give me something hard, Stevie. All right. It's not. This is not hard. We're going medium right now. All right. This is medium roast. Gives you wings. That would be Red Bull. It is Red Bull. That's uh, that's one of my that's one of my that's favorites. one of your favorites. Red Bull gives you wings. Yeah, this one's not very hard. Some of these are very obscure, and I would never know them. Okay. Like this one is you might know this one. All right. Quality never goes out of style. Quality never goes out of style. Hmm. I don't know if I know this one. Is it like a car brand? I can't give you hints. Okay, I will give you a hint because we're getting a little bit yeah. more difficult. Fashion. Fashion. <laughs> Men's fashion. Is more, I mean, this is, it could be men or women, but the, like, let's say like... Quality or not. I honestly, even though contrary to popular opinion, I don't know that much about fashion. Sure you don't. <laughs> sure you don't. Not, not at all. It's Levi's. Levi's. Levi's okay. brand. I, I, we don't wear... Di- what, what's the brand we always buy from? What's it called from Walmart? <laughs> Wrangler. Wrangler. That's it. I was uh, yeah. I was thinking Levi. I was thinking no. Levi, or I was thinking Wrangler, but saying Levi. But it was. That's the. I am wearing Wranglers right now. I love my Wranglers. That's what I'm wearing. I wear. I think I'm wearing Wranglers right now. It might be. Uh, they might be uh, George. George. Yeah. Well, George. That's the yeah, other the other brand. Place. That's yeah. like the ten dollar brand. <laughs> yeah, the Wranglers are like the twenty dollar. Yeah, you got. Yeah, I'm not that rich. <laughs> you got to shell out I, the I got, extra I got, ten bucks. I got the George. It's funny because they're George and the the cut is straight, and so in it says <laughs> George. George straight. <laughs> that's funny. There you go. All right, Zach. This is a harder one. Uh oh. It's I always say it's mid range. Maybe maybe you will get this. This is a dark roast. 
A dark roast? I don't know. I'm, I'm comparing them to, to the we can't roast compare of coffee. Roast, man. Roast, that's a, that, <laughs> there's nuances. All right, okay. okay. Let's just compare it to a pool that starts off with the shallow and then it creeps down into the deep end. All right, we're getting close. Why does it have that creep in there? Can I touch you? Can never, you can never just enjoy yourself in that middle because no. you're always on a slope. Exactly. Like, what's the point of that slope? It should go. Well, should, you can't enjoy yourself on the deep end either. You have to like, tread water the whole time. It should be like shallow end, ledge. Yeah, that's medium ledge. <laughs> there probably are pulls out there like that. I hope so, because the, the ramp doesn't make sense. All right, Zach, you're. But, but the thing is, you jump off the diving board and you're like underwater, and so it's nice to have that gradual incline coming up. If there's like a ledge there, you're gonna go head first in that thing. Pe- people are gonna get it, injured. You won't do it twice. <laughs> yes, yes, because you'll be laying at the bottom of the pool. Well, that or you know, you'll learn your lesson. You'll learn your lesson. <laughs> you're a good parent. The kids gotta <laughs> learn, man. <laughs> All right, Zach, here it is. Company slogan, open happiness. Open happiness. I think I know this. You do. Is it Apple? It is not Apple. Uh. Okay, let me let me give you a, I'll give you a hint. Okay. One more guess. All right. It is a beverage company. Beverage company? Open happiness. Coca-Cola? It is Coca-Cola. Uh, would you ever guess that was Coca-Cola? No, I, I would not have guessed that. I thought it was like always. It's like always I thought it was Coca-Cola. a polar bear. <laughs> polar bear is not a slogan. <laughs> Every time I see a polar bear, I want a Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. You know, all the polar bears we it's see It's a polar water, bear right? drink. <laughs> it is. That's, that, that's exclusive to Alaska. Yeah. That's only in Alaska that's the slogan. Polar bears like it. <laughs> and so that's what you do. It's a defense mechanism. You take Coke with you. If you see a polar bear, you, you chuck you it at huck it. it. Yeah. As far as you can. And they chase them. And they and drink they them because them. they love them. And they'll stand there and drink them. They will. And then they'll give you a thumbs up. Did you know polar bears have black skin? Yes. They do. And they have white. Actually, the fur is like clear. I yes. Think. And so like the light comes Opaque. in. And, Opaque. And warms up their black skin. Isn't that awesome? But they look white because. They're beautiful creatures. The most vicious on the planet. Yeah. They'll eat you. Oh, yeah, they will. If, yeah. it, it, in fact, I've heard that if you see a polar bear... You did? You're already dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you carry Coca-Cola with that's you. That's why you always have Coca-Cola with you. <laughs> that won't work on a grizzly. What you got to do with a grizzly bear <laughs> is you got to light a fire, and he'll try to put it out <laughs> while you run. That's true. Because <laughs> smoky. He, he's trying to prevent that forest fire. <laughs> yes. just, just a helpful hit. Black bear, you're just out of luck. Yeah. Don't even, don't even tempt a black bear. Yeah, that's true. Grizzly? Black bears like honey. Yes. So if you, because they. Black bears like honey? Yeah, they made them into those little like honey containers. Is that so, truly a black bear? I, I'm I sure. I thought that it was is. a poo bear. <laughs> what kind of bear is poo? He's a teddy bear. Poo bear? I don't know. <laughs> We're getting a little bit off track. Yeah, we are. This is bear talk with bear talk. Zach and Steve. We got a bear down, Zach. <laughs> Get back to the game. Okay, Zach, because you're worth it. Oh. Is this because you're worth it? Because you're worth it. You, you, sh- you've probably seen a commercial for this, but it's not something that you would use. I hope. I, I feel like it's uh, some sort of makeup or something. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Like Maybelline? No, that's an easy one. I don't know. What is it? Because you're worth it is L'Oreal. Oh, I'm glad you gave me this one. Because L'Oreal. If I would have gotten this one right. Yeah. That would have been. No, I th- uh, I'm more happy that I got this. Maybelline one is. Uh, oh gosh, now I can't think of it. It was like. <laughs> it, wait, maybe she's born that way. Maybe it's Maybelline or something. <laughs> maybe she's born with it. Yeah, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I thought they were saying, "Baby, it's Maybelline." <laughs> like that's the baby's like, name. Yeah, hey, hey baby. No, like baby. <laughs> Like it's it's a, it's a little misogynistic. Oh, uh, gotcha. Hey, baby, it's Maybelline. <laughs> That's the... I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Zachy, here we go. You, are you ready to go into the deep end? Yeah, well, I feel like I've already been in the deep end. Yeah, maybe this right. is a little bit deep end. The happiest place on earth. The happiest place on earth. I've heard this before. That yes. would be Disney World. It's not Disney World. Disneyland. Disneyland. Okay, so this is a differentiation. The most magical place on Earth ah, is Disney World. Ah. The happiest place on Earth is Disneyland. Okay. There's a difference because they are two, two, two totally different So here's, here's the thing. Yes. The people in California, they're just happy. 
They're happy. The people in Florida, they're miserable. They're miserable. <laughs> because, they're... because that's like all of the Northeast people can, go down to Florida. Can we please, Florida. yeah, let's just say it. <laughs> Florida is just Northeast transplants. <laughs> yes. And the Florida panhandle, yeah. which is basically Alabama. All yeah. right, like that's that's what we're looking at here. <laughs> I feel like we're getting a little off track with No, we're not. All right. Oh, here it is. In contrast, the most miserable place on earth. Oh, that, that that's a that's a thing. Yeah, this is a this is a slogan that gets you to want it. Unfortunately, that wants you. So this is used to draw people into this. Place uh, that maybe they're going. maybe they're trying to like do like a reverse psychology kind <laughs> the of thing. Most miserable place on earth. Yeah. Uh. Ah. Uh, waste management. Waste management, like where? <laughs> like the. The dump or like the sewage, the dump, the sewage the dump. plant. That's what it says. The the company, the dump, <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. Ah, uh. <laughs> uh. you made that up. I did make that one up. I did make that one up. I just I thought it was the perfect time. Uh, that's that was the perfect time. It's the only city where instead of the sign say when you're leaving the city, they don't say hey we'll uh, we'll see you again soon. It says take us with you. <laughs> Uh, That's funny. City of Champions, Zach. What's That's that? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, <laughs> baby. I didn't. I wasn't letting anyone give any no, time with that. I'm we answering are the that city of champions. immediately. Baseball, football, hockey. Baseball. It's been a while. Yeah. Hockey and football. It's within the past decade, ish. Yeah. Ish. Fifteen. <laughs> in the past two decades. <laughs> and next year, again with yes. Pittsburgh football. All right, Zach. This is easy, breezy, beautiful. Cover girl. You, that was that too easy. I, yeah. All right. Like like the ones that are sing song like that. It's just it's just part of who I am. Yeah. Not this one, not that. Oh good. <laughs> never mind. It's, never mind. Yeah, I, okay. I said cover girl is a part of who I am. Like no, that's not that's not it. That's not what we're going with. But you cover girl man. Yes. Yes. Is that how you get rid of the shine? <laughs> <laughs> What's with all the makeup like? Uh, Makeup has, there's a lot of slogans. Well, you know what, man? Think of how smart that marketing is. Because like you said, when something's like sing-songy, it sticks in your brain. If it's just like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You don't remember that. Right. It's got to have like a little bit of a jingle to yeah. it because it sticks better. Yeah. Just like an earworm. Like you have, well, you hear a song that's well, like. It's, no. it's funny. We'll be at home and it's weird because back in the day when we were growing up, if you watch TV, there was commercials on all the time. But now we stream everything. So there's not many commercials. But for instance, if I'm watching a hockey game or something or a football game, there's commercials on and the kids are not used to commercials. So they don't pay attention to like the sporting event. But when the commercial comes on, they come running in. Like, there's like a BK one, like a, a Burger King one. Yeah. Have it your way. Yeah. Like, that song comes on, like, have it your way. No, that's not it at all. Have it your way. <laughs> that one? Yeah, yeah. BK, have it your way. Isn't that the song? Yeah. You rule. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so whenever that comes, that song, like, jingle comes on, Ellie comes running in from the other room and starts singing this song. Like, how perfect marketing is this? Yeah, it is. It's genius. Like, yeah, even McDonald's. Yeah. But up, 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 I'm yeah. loving it. Yeah. Like you know exactly. And then I want a Big Mac. I don't. Dude, I, I'm a Big Mac fan. Is that what we're doing for lunch today, Big Macs? Uh, yeah, I haven't had a Big Mac in a long time. I, I, I rarely. I, okay. The only fast food place I go, it's always with you. <laughs> and it's usually Taco Bell, and sometimes yeah. we splurge and get like Popeyes or something. <laughs> All right, Zach. Let's do two more. All right. Here we go. Go further. Go further. Go further. Huh. Is that like Toyota? No, man. Is that But a... you're in you're in the right like you're in the right Jeep? field. Jeep. Chevy? <laughs> you're literally like dancing around it. <laughs> Ford? Ford, there it is. <laughs> For, Ford. Go further. Okay. I thought I knew it was a car company, but I didn't know which one it was. All right, one more. All right. Let's make this a good one to end on. All right. So let me find something good. Zach? Yeah. Hit last, me, Stevie. Last, last one. Last one. Let's get this Let's get this. All on for the road. freedom. Freedom for all. That's like uh, the Three Musketeers. <laughs> That's what you it You think that the Three Musketeers <laughs> slogan is, <laughs> all for freedom, freedom for all. 
<laughs> go grab a Musketeers. Like the most unpopular candy. I love Musketeers, by the way. Like Musketeers bar, I think are fantastic. So when you eat a Three Musketeers, you eat the chocolate off around the outside and eat the nougat separate, or you just mow it down? How in the world would you get the chocolate off of that? It's a thin layer of chocolate and then like that, whatever that. So I got I, nougat. The, the, the nougat. Nougat. <laughs> so I had a friend in, growing up in elementary school and he loved Three Musketeers. Okay. Bring one every day, but that's the way he ate it. He ate Ew. it. He ate the chocolate off all around the outside and left that like turd shaped nougat. Oh <laughs> gosh, Zach. Like, that, ate that. That's the most disturbing thing yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. Now I don't want to finish on that one. Let's do it one more. <laughs> what was the freedom one? I, did, I didn't get it right. Was it Three Musketeers? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. It was Three Musketeers. No, you're not even in the right ballpark. Is it fr freedom for... Is it like... Freedom fries? <laughs> is that a brand? Freedom for all. So is this like the like the America's slogan? It's like this, Washington, D.C. This is a very American brand. Uh, Chevy. No. Isn't Chevy like... I don't know. Find, find new roads. Find new roads. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's more like because that's all part of GM, right? Yeah. So um, an American it's brand. It's got Arnett's voice. An American brand. Let's think here. Uh, uh, apple pie. Apple pie <laughs> brand. There's an app that's just apple pie. Uh, if you got to a store <laughs> and found apple pie brand apple pie, it's like the, it's the this is the apple pie. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Freedom for all. No, I'm sorry. All for freedom and freedom for all. This is a very okay. Let's say, let me. It's a very popular brand in this church with many people. Uh, uh, Carhartt. <laughs> That's a good guess. That's a good guess. I'm gonna give you one more guess. Uh, and there's a lot of guys in this church wearing this gear constantly. Uh, let's see. We've got uh. Columbia. Damn, oh man, Zach, you are dancing around. All right, Zach, it is Harley Davidson. Oh, Harley, Harley Davidson. Davidson. All right, that makes sense. That's our game. Zach did all right. decent. Yeah, all right. <laughs> that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. That's the way the cookie crumbles, Steve. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll have something edifying to see in a little bit. <laughs> All right, and we're back with our second half. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a dive into Matthew. Yeah, this is what you've been talking about with the senior high yeah, students the last few, I think few it's weeks, been, right? Yeah, I think it's very beneficial for everyone. Um, I think everybody struggles with this. Yeah, and I mean, it's a constant struggle, and we need constant reminders of God's nearness to us in these times. Um, because, like I said, I think I said it a few weeks ago, um, the teens recently, like, you know, wrote in their requests, yeah. not prayer requests, but like their requests to, for things to, for us to cover yep. in the teen ministry. And the, the most requested thing that they wanted um, was to talk about anxiety and dealing with stress, which yeah. is, I mean, extremely commonplace yeah. in, in modern day. Especially, I think, I think teenagers face more stress today than ever before. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You know, there's, I don't even think there's any way to disagree with that. I think it's yeah. pretty much unanimous across the board. Like kids, kids are dealing with a lot more stress. Um, and why do you think that is, Zach? There's a lot of pressure that comes from just the expectations that are that are put on them from their peers. Just mm -hmm. looking around, you know, maybe it's. <clears throat> social media or oh i absolutely or think just social media yeah and just you know wanting to live up to maybe this narrative that you've created about yourself mm -hmm. and uh we become anxious about it what do people think about me what if happens if i don't get to the college i'm supposed to get to what happens if you know this what happens if that and there's a lot of anxiety that comes with it Absolutely. And so students today are facing that more than ever. I mean, it's, it's like, it's clinically proven. Uh, I'm not, we're not going to sit here and pretend to be mental health experts in the least, no. but you, you look at the statistics of people dealing with anxiety today compared to 25 years ago. Yeah. And it's f like, I mean, anxiety medication, uh, everything is, is dealt out far more today than it ever was before. And, and it's because of the constant comparison game. Um, it's, you know, we're, we are constantly looking at 
other people, how their lives are going. We're trying to live up to somebody else's standard, and it's an impossible standard to live up to. And it's not what God ever expected for us either. He didn't no. want us to be comparing ourselves to each other. He wanted us to be focused on what he's calling us to. Uh, but it's the continual struggle for mankind. It's, you know, and, and people are always jealous of other people's stuff, yeah. other people's lives, their situations, their... You know, whether that's the money that they have, the power that they have, the fame that they have. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. When it's that readily available to us, when we're looking at celebrities constantly now on Instagram, because they can put their stuff out there too, mixed in with common folk. Yeah. And it's like, I'll never be that good. And it stresses us out because it's like, I'm never going to get to that level. Right. We talked about this a little bit. We touched on it just on Wednesday night with our junior high group. Yeah. We talked about, um, deception deceiving yourself Mm. and how um you can look at other people and want to be like them yep and make decisions and kind of um in order to fit in kind of lower your standard for yourself or you know i would never do that but because my friends are doing it kind of the peer pressure aspect Mm. of this um so we talked about that a little bit so yeah i think even though this is a senior high topic i mean it touches Everybody touches everybody. Yeah, yeah this, this is not something that's exclusive to teenagers. It's everybody. oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, we're giving the example because that's the world and realm that we live within. I mean, the podcast was created for teens, but we have a lot. We know that you know it's a lot more than just teens listening to it in general. It's probably more adults than it is teenagers, yeah. and that's fine. We need to be reminded, all of us, of what we are to do with the anxiety and the stress that we hold on to. Yeah. And that's why we're going to go to chapter 6 of Matthew. Zach, what can you tell me about chapter 6 of Matthew? It's uh, part of the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount, man. That's uh, really, the, I guess I, I asked a very big question, and you could have said anything, and that was the answer I was fishing for. So you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So it's part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' most uh, prolific, uh, most well-known message. Chapters 5 through 7 cover it. Uh, you know, it's in... It's, uh, like, it's like his big, hey, this is the teaching that, that I want to get out there. Exactly. You know, I would have to imagine, uh, like, and I think, you know, s- scholarly people would uh, suggest this as well. This is probably a message that he did several times, not just one time, but several times over his time of doing ministry. I'm not saying that he hadn't necessarily written down or anything like that, but this was probably a big part of his message of, yeah. c- because this is all of uh, the Sermon on the Mount is counterintuitive countercultural yeah. living. Um, and it's not like a like trying to live outside of what everybody else is doing. It's a this is how you could be truly find truly find joy in this world. And one of the things that he touches on is teaching not to worry. Yeah. And I, I love it. So I'm gonna read it. Uh, this All is right, a New Living it. Translation. We're actually working in the New Living Translation right now with the teens. It's it's your it's your new it's your it's your uh, translation of, of the year of the year. Yeah. Okay. So yes, and I have I, I do this every year pretty much. I, I reassess the needs yeah. of the of the student body, and I base that on I, I base my decision of you know Bible translation on meeting their needs. This year we need New Living Translation. <laughs> well, there you I, go. I don't mean that in like a mean way. I, I I wanted to get back down to basics. I wanted it to be as plain as possible. And I was talking to a pastor friend of mine um, about this because like I always get I I get uh, nervous or worried of what people think about my decisions when it comes to this stuff because I don't make decisions lightly. Yeah. I I, tip, I like to think through things and, and make wise decisions, not just decisions like, you know, based on whatever way the wind blows me, yeah. um, you know. And so I always want to make a conscientious decision. So I talk things through with people that I, I trust and, and know. And I was talking to a pastor buddy of mine, and he was saying – I said to him, I'm like, I don't know. I'm using the New Living Translation and, uh, like, you know, and that, sometimes it gets poo-pooed. A little bit. It <laughs> yeah. does, because it's yeah. like, it's it's a thought-for-thought thought translation, so it's not as hardcore a translation yeah. as, or a word-for-word translation as, as my my preferred Bible, which is the ESV, yeah. or the CSB, for that matter, at this point. I like both of those. Um, this is very much a, it's not a paraphrase, it's not message style, but it's still, still breaking it down. 
But I feel like with the teens where they're at right now, it needs to be broken down. It needs to be as simple and as plain as possible so they can grasp the, the heart of God. And then as they get older and they want to study deeper and see like a translation that's closer to like the original writings, which were, you know, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, then dive right in. If you want to get into the ESV, if you want to get crazy on a day, get a new American standard Bible and try to figure out what it's saying sometimes because <laughs> the, the translation is so literal that sometimes it like it, it's choppy, Yeah. but, um, doesn't make it any less true. It's just, this like, it could read like, you know, very, like, confusing. You know, confusing. So, anyway, we're in the New Living Translation. Oh, yeah, I didn't even say what my friend said. He said, I had a, th- a pastor, or not a pastor, I had a professor in seminary that told me, and he said, this guy was hardcore like Calvinist. Yeah. He said, this guy was as hardcore as they came. And then he said, one of the students asked him, what version of the Bible should we be using when we teach? And he said, the version of the Bible that you should be using is the one that you read. <laughs> well, that's, I'm like, that's loose, man. That's, yeah. that's real loose. I mean, obviously, there has to be a little bit of wisdom used there. Like, you can't just use a paraphrase and say it's the Bible. But, like, an actual translation, you saying, as long as you read it and understand it and comprehend it, read yeah. it. Yeah. Like, be in it. Yeah, All right. It's about the relationship. Exactly. It's about the heart of it. Trying to build a relationship. So, use a version of the Bible that works well for you. All right, here we go. Chapter 6, verse 25 through 34 says this, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. It isn't, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? I love that line. Yeah. That's like that's a great reminder too. And why worry about your clothes? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. And there's a lot more to that. Let's talk. And I want to talk about that. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. That that is a powerful, powerful, powerful passage. Yeah, like section of what Jesus is talking about. And none. This is not being used out of context. This is right in with. I mean, this is just another separate teaching within the multiple teachings that Jesus was giving in sure. the sermon. Yep. Um, but Zach, what does this make you what, like? What does this conjure up within you when you start thinking about everything that Jesus is saying here? Like he's he's talking about basic needs, and I mean in this day when this was being written, like people didn't have a whole lot of luxuries and amenities that they were seeking out. No, right. <clears throat> so you so like the people so, that were wealthy had maybe five sets of, of of fancy robes that they can yeah, pick exactly. from and we open up our closet and we can have you know 20 whatever. shirts yeah sure 30 Dif- shirts different kinds and we don't need to you know have enough so we don't have to wash them you know yeah. <laughs> like that's the kind of the point where where we are yeah. like i have enough so when it's laundry day or whatever i still have my choice of whatever so i think just with the culture that we have now compared to back then we have so many more choices so many more options of things that can drag our focus away from god can distract us from god and maybe even that many more worries Mm. because you know if you're coming from a culture where you just wear clothing so you don't get sunburnt and you know like so you just you can just survive a day, you yep. know, like it's just that's what the clothing is for compared yep. to we wear clothing to make a point, have people look at us yeah. and say, hey, I mean, fashion a nice still shirt. a thing, but I, I don't yeah. think people that were of lesser were like looking at people like, oh, man, I wish I had that amazing tunic. It, it, like it wouldn't have been practical. Yeah. And so, right. It's, 
and I also don't want to look at people back then and think that they're like uh, less of a human than we yeah, are and now. That's not, like, the, that's not that's, at that's, all. that's not what I'm going for, but there's definitely more options and more, um, maybe pressure even now to, to live up to that. I, I feel like maybe back in that time you dressed societally. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big word that came out very slowly. Societally. <laughs> so if you dressed a certain way, it meant you had more power it's, or yeah, more your status. wealth. I mean, it's status so, symbol. Yeah. That's yeah, what I was going and, for. And in that way, I mean, we do have a similarity. Yeah. Um, but, and that's why I wanted to just make that point. You might look at this and say like, well, like, these aren't the things that I'm worried about. Well, no, but it's it. But Jesus, once again, is talking about here is the heart behind it all. Yeah, like we're worrying about what we don't have, and it's causing us anxiety. Yeah, in it's very similar to to the desires of humanity forever. I yes. mean, there's always a root to why we want these things. Yes, and it's we want people to like us. We want to be important, mm-hmm. and we want to have our existence mean something. Exactly. And so we get anxious and worried, frustrated, whatever, whenever we don't feel like that is happening. Yes. And absolutely. so but in our culture today, we have platforms now where more people can see us, more people can consume what our opinions are, what we look like, mm-hmm. what we value. Mm-hmm. And so we almost have this you know, uh, identity that we have to uphold this character that we've made for ourselves and for our followers, right. And for for our friends and that, you know, we invite people into every aspect of our life when you're, when you're using social media and when you're texting all the time and calling, not that these are bad things, but these are allowing people to gain access to your thoughts yes, and in, in all of these things. And so our anxiety grows because what do people think of us? Exactly. And that's all we focus on is like, what is, what do people think of us? How am I going to get more? How am I going to get to the next level? How am I going to be number one? I mean, cause that's what the world tells us today is like, you want to be number one. And what Jesus is trying to, the whole point Jesus is trying to make here is like, you don't want any of that. Like you just need to focus on your basic, basic needs. Yeah. And, and and just enjoy what you have, like, around you. Like, don't worry about like, – because he's talking about, like – I mean, obviously, he was probably talking to a demographic of people that were very poor and were very much without. And he's like, and God's going to take care of you. And But that's the kind of thing that we have to humble ourselves and say, you know, okay, maybe if, if, if these people could find joy and have next to nothing, why do I have to have a ton of stuff to find happiness? Well, once again, we've talked about happiness and joy not being even remotely the same thing. Happiness is a fleeting emotion. Joy is an eternal right. feeling be, like that goes through all – that is felt through all emotion. And he's saying like look at how joyful the birds of the sky are. Yeah. Because they're being provided for. They're not <clears throat> right, worried right. about anything. They're not worried about where their next meal is going to come from or anything like that. And if you even have enough to take care of yourself, great. Yeah. And like – do that, and then don't worry about all the extra. Stop comparing yourself to what everybody else has or think that you have to be the one that's influencing everyone else. That's not a role that you really want. No. That always comes crashing down on people. Like the role of the influencer is a dangerous, dangerous role for anyone to assume because you end up being the one to blame when things don't go right. Yeah. Like look at the example that Jesus led. Like he lived a simple life. He lived a loving life, a caring life. And it had the most impactful, um, or I almost said the most impactful impact, uh, but it had, <laughs> it, had, it had more impact than almost any other life. I mean, it had the most impact on life as we know it than anyone else. And it was a simple life. Yeah. Now, he was God and he was perfect, but he still lived out every day around people, caring for people, loving people, and he found joy in it every single day as a man. Right. There is a right way to do it. Exactly. And it's it's apart from whatever orthodoxy you have in your religion or whatever like that. It's apart from that. It's a, it's it's the life that Jesus lived. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the teachings that he has, the values that he has. And it and when you so you were talking about, well, he is God, right? And he mm-hmm. and he was perfect. Well, sure, but he came to show us the way that it's supposed to be done. And right? And so he lived the way that he taught. 
he taught these these things, you know, you need to serve, you need to put others first, you need to not worry about, you know, the material things. And he lived in that in that way. And he sh- and when people came to him and experienced and lived his way, yep. you know, they, they experienced that. And when you take those teachings to your life, you you gain a life that's full of the kingdom joys. Yes. You know, we talk a lot about the upside down kingdom, you know, that the things in this in this world in our culture that are important are power and fame and money and, and influence and those things, right? But those aren't the things that are important in God's kingdom. God's mm-hmm. kingdom is the reverse basically of that. Yep. It's serving, it's loving, it's it's being humble, being meek, right? It's yeah. being um, the one who is helping instead of the one who is being helped, being he- well, being being constantly given to or consuming. Yes, it, yeah, yes, to be it's the okay giver to be helped. Inst- yes, it's yeah, to be the giver instead of the the, the constant consumer, receiver, right? And so he would teach. He would have these parables, and he would, you know, he would go into a a party like a Pharisee's house, and there'd be all people sitting around a table, and he'd he'd have like his parable. He'd come in there and and see like the social structure of who's sitting where at the table. If you sit on this end, you're powerful. If you sit down here, you're you know the the peon, you're right? The lowly, right? And so, and he would teach them, hey, you know, don't be the one who comes and takes the best seat. You know, sit over here and allow that person mm-hmm. who's in charge to say, hey, no, don't sit down there. Come sit over here by me. Mm-hmm. And, in, and by humbling yourself, you are being lifted up. And so he would, exactly. teach, he would teach these things all the time. But it's, it's so as we live our life, then we are not experiencing the bad stuff that we experience, the anxiety, the depression, the, the, the anger, like all the stuff that, that comes from a life that we are not living purposefully and we're not exactly. filled with kingdom things. Exactly. And so he teaches us these things, not so we have to be, you know, like underneath this mountain of expectations in mm-hmm. order to be a Christian. He teaches us these things so we have freedom in our life, yeah. so we're not under these mountain of of insecurities and anxieties, yes. right? Yes. And and so that that's what it is. It's it's living out the kingdom principles for yeah. our benefit exactly. basically we do it for the benefit of others like that's what it is but it's really for our benefit as well because we gain the joy and the purpose yeah and and, and the love yeah. from doing that because worry i mean you know like zach saying i mean what we're looking for is finding joy in in the difficult situations and jesus is saying well make it simple make yeah. your life's far simpler and you will find joy yeah. in it like focus on what is good like focus on what is right focus on how you can serve one another like if you're being provided for and your basic needs are provided for and you still have some left over don't see how you could get more for yourself see what you could do for somebody else yeah because I, I guarantee you somebody else is worrying about like okay where is our next meal going to come from where are my clothes going to come from and that takes believers to step in and do that work yeah takes it takes the generous heart of many people to put on something like the bread basket or light a life ministry in Pittsburgh or what 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 have you like it takes people's donations to make those things happen but then it also speaks to what God's doing like God is providing a way for those people to get those clothes to get that food and like he's providing for people's basic needs and that's why it always comes back to that simple idea it's yeah you can want everything left and right and that's great yeah. But what do you really need? Right. And all those things, all those extra things, are they really worth it yeah. in the in the grand scheme of things? We were talking a little bit earlier about the collecting like thing. I think that was in the first part of the yeah. podcast. But just collecting stuff, that didn't add any joy to my life. Right. It added so much more stress. <laughs> right. It was like I was always looking for the next thing, and I'm comparing myself to people I don't even know. Yeah. Or really, like, and it, like a person that doesn't even exist. Yeah. I'm trying to impress. Sure. Because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable, and I'm just looking for that next thing that's going to make me happy. I'm so much happier now, or so much more joyful, truly, now that I'm not collecting stuff, or I'm not constantly looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to, you know, give me that little boost of dopamine to make me feel good, like, in that moment. No, it's like, okay, I see what God needs of me. Okay, God, use me now. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of these things that we're trying to live up to— Add worry to our life. And I love this line. Jesus says, verse 27 of chapter 6 of Matthew, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? It won't add. No. Every little worry 
takes away moments and moments. I would venture to guess that six or seven years worth of moments have been taken from my adulthood from worrying about stuff that I could never control. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's doubly. I think it'll add physical ailments to you as well that might, you know, shorten your life. Exactly. And it robs you of time spent as you're living your life, worrying about things that are going to happen, and, and and sure, I would say that like at my stress level, you know, through my 20s and even into my 30s, I'm probably going to make it to about 52. <laughs> if it's taken, if it's taking moments off the back end, right, 52. Yeah, <laughs> but I think as you're describing your life here, it's easier said than done. Just to be yeah. like, you know, it's not easy. No, it's not easy, and it's not also just hey, it's just. Let's just live pie in the sky lives and, yeah. and not worry about any and, and not like well, be concerned about anything. Can't do that either. Right. And so like I think that's there's where a balance. Yeah. It, there's a balance. It's 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 just a it's the reality is, and this is the answer, and it's and it might not help. This is what we're working towards, okay? It might this well, answer I have the answer, but go ahead. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it might not it might right. You're holding the Bible, and that's what I'm well, getting Well, no, to. I have literal uh, answer right, right here. All right, it's, it's, all right read it's it. the verse that we – I want to hear what you have to say, and then I'll read this. <laughs> it's – we come back to this. The, the, yeah. the, the answer is the truth that's found in the Scripture and, well, yeah. and living the life that way. Yeah. And, and the walk, the relationship daily with Christ yeah. will, will do this for us, will help us with our anxieties. Mm-hmm. But in the moment when we're overwhelmed and the mountain is on our head, right? Yes. And someone says, oh, just pick up your Bible and read. Sure, that's what we need needed to have done before we got to this point. Yeah, How do you get to the mountain. <laughs> yes. You got to read the guidebook before you get to the mountain. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. We're on our trek here and, we don't have, and we've, we've left before we took the directions. Yeah, with exactly. Us. <laughs> well, and that's why like right here, and that's why I wanted to kind of close with this idea yeah. is – Verse 34, what does Jesus say? He says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow brings its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the most practical. I feel like this is like such a practical application that Jesus is throwing out there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you could stress about everything, and it'll go on for days, because you're looking at the entire mountain of life. Yeah. This, it, I mean, in some, in, with with mountains, sometimes there's parts that are less steep. Yeah. Um, there's you know paths that are less narrow. Sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's really difficult. Sometimes, you know, like you watch like any kind of documentary about um, mountain climbing and it's always like you got to watch your oxygen. Like everything's changing constantly. It gets more difficult. And you could be at base camp and be worrying about what happens when I get to the peak. Yeah. Or what you could do is focus on the next few steps that are in front of you, like Jesus is saying, worry about what's right in front of you and help, let me guide you through every little step. Yeah. Um, and I've been saying this with the teens, uh, you know, on, on Sundays and Wednesdays, because we've been kind of focusing on this for uh, a few meetings recently. Now on Sundays and Wednesdays, we're doing a very like down to earth Bible study. There's yeah. not, like, I don't come in with like a message necessarily. I, I mean, I have an idea of where we're going with it. But I want them to like see how how Jesus is speaking to them through His Word, so it becomes alive to them, and so they do it on their own. Yeah. They can see like it, you don't need me. See, look at me removed from the mix. Um, but look at this, like, okay, what Jesus is practically saying is, look at your day. Yeah. Look at the day that you have ahead of you, and map out. Instead of looking at it as one big jumble and have no idea what's going to go on, and I, sure. I do this a lot of times because I'm I'm I could be disorganized. Instead of looking at one big jumble, map out your day. Yeah. I, I um our former intern here, John Crothers. Yeah. I shouldn't I just name checked him. <laughs> That's all right. But I, I, I appreciate him and I think he would appreciate us using him as an example for this. One of the things that I had admired about him was the fact that every single day, yeah, he he wrote himself a list of all the things that he was trying to accomplish. Yeah. And some of them were basic and some of them were on a larger scale goal, but he wrote it all off. And as he got them done, he would cross them off. Yeah. Signifying I achieved this and I'm done with this. I can move on to the next thing. Right. That's how we need to be living our lives. (laughs) It, 
I'm not saying you have to do it exactly the same way. Yeah. But like, look at your steps throughout your day. Look at what is like just ahead of you in the next several hours, and put it together an action plan where you can march through it and how God could be part of that. Yeah. Like, be mindfully praying about it. Look at it like in a very down to earth way instead of like looking at it as like, oh, this is a mess. I can never get it done. I mean, part of this is on us. Like, I mean, like when you look at, I remember being in high school or college and waiting until the last minute to do a paper. Like, I'd have like a 20 page paper due and I'd wait until the day before to start on it. Well, that's on me. That's yeah. bad planning. In hindsight, what would I have done? I would have parceled it out over several days or weeks for that matter right. and done a little bit at a time. And that's like the practical way of looking at this. If you want less worry in your life, then map map out get and maybe this is like a wake up call. It's a wake up call for me. You have to get more organized. Look at it more practically. Like God, how how can you help me with this scenario right now that I have right in front of me? And not worry about tomorrow because probably the stuff that you have to get done today goes into what is coming tomorrow. So focus on what is right in front of you. You made a face. I want to know what you were thinking. <laughs> well, I agree with what you're saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, your words and your face have really shown that. <laughs> but I think it's maybe a little bit different of – maybe it's even more. Um, we walk with God daily, but he does tell us that we need to make a plan, especially when we're talking about our walk with him. Um, further on the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about uh, <coughs> counting the cost. Yep. Right, if you're going to be building a house, right? Yeah. Um, you you need to go into it bef- before you go and, and and build this house. You need to t- count the cost that you're going to have enough stuff there so you can finish it. Yes. <laughs> right. Um. So there is this idea of a big picture plan mm-hmm. on how we are to accomplish the things that God has for us. Yes. And in the midst of that, it's walking daily with him mm. and not worrying about tomorrow in the fact that God's got it. But you can still plan so then when you get there, you're not like uh, just walking into something that, you know, is is going to give you more anxiety because you don't know what's what's there. And I think yeah. about even like preparing a message. Um, some of the best messages you can speak are ones where you give it enough um, prep that, that you know what you're doing, but it's not like all planned out Yeah. compared to one where you haven't done anything and you're going in there and you're just going to wing it. And sometimes those are so every once in a while you might pull one out. That's great. But then sometimes it's like, you just, it's, it's a disaster. There's got to be some sort of preparation going into it where I, Hey, I've got a plan. I'm gonna let the Holy spirit work in some points, but I have my points here. I need to, to, to get as yeah, well. Speak for yourself, Cyrus, whatever. <laughs> That's a direct attack. I know. I know what that was. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm you, just kidding. That, I, that's the direct way you do it. You have your points yeah, and you have your stuff. Exactly. And you, and you go ahead, but you don't just like like. Hey, I'm going to talk about wis- wisdom about. today. And let's flip open the word, and wherever it lands, we're in Ezra today. Right. Again. And so, and so I think there's that balance there, where walking by walking by the Spirit, walking with Jesus every day, you know, the lamp to our feet is not a um, unprepared life. Yeah, and that's that was not what I was saying. Yeah, but I just was stressing the fact because I think what we're talking, you know, getting back to the main point about anxiety. Yeah. Yes, I get anxious when I don't, when I feel like I'm lost, yes. when I'm not knowing what's going to happen. Yes, and so their anxiety comes from that. But having a plan and, and seeing things mm. coming down the road gives me less anxiety. Exactly. And so there's there's a balance there between, you know, having everything planned out and not allowing God to work in your life mm. and having things planned out and allowing God to work in your life. Yes. Like you, that's something that you work through as oh, you mature. Oh, is that making it too practical and not enough like the relationship aspect of it? Is that, <sighs> was that what it was? I think it was just more, you know, don't worry about tomorrow at all. Like, hey, you Get through today. Just make it through a day. When you wake up tomorrow, whatever's got you there, you can worry about that then. But there's got to be, you know, Jesus, Jesus does talk about making a plan in order yeah. to accomplish the kingdom goals. Yes. And so there's the balance there. Yeah, 
I guess that's what I was. No, that's a great point. That needs to be stressed and needs to be made. Yeah, like it, 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 there is a little bit of both of it. But yeah, there's like today should be adding up to what tomorrow is going to bring you. Right. But focus on the steps today. And, not- and, and the problem comes when we try to live two days at once. Or we try to yes. live a year in a day. Yes. You know, you take yeah. this day. This is the day God has for you. And you're going to miss all the, the joys if you're worrying about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But get tomorrow, get your plans ready. And then as you go through it, walk with God and, and you know, towards the goals that God has put on your yeah. heart for you to, to accomplish. Yep. And, I, I, you know, and this is something that I had to learn to live by. And I think if it's something that you apply to your life, you will experience much less stress and anxiety it's not perfect yeah but you will like so you got gotta start giving things over to god like over and over and over again and i think that's what we got for today zachy yeah so for zach and steve i have a podcast i'm steve i'm zach and we will see you next time bye-bye bye-bye